So when I was in seminary, one of the summer jobs that I had was to work at the Lord's Diner. So I was there almost every day working at the Lord's Diner, feeding the hungry, right? And, and sometimes you're there and you get this thought in your head, I don't think some of these people need to be here. <laughs> you start, you know, you let that get to you. It, it can easily get to you thinking those, those kind of thoughts like, why is this person here? I bet they could feed themselves. Or this person is just perpetuating this cycle and he's digging himself a deeper hole. You know, you, you can get those kind of thoughts, and luckily, my, my boss, Jan, whenever I started getting that way, <laughs> it always seemed to be one of those days where she said, you know, sometimes you've got to go through the greedy to get to the poor. And that thought has stuck with me. And it's been very helpful over and over again, you know, especially when we're dealing with the poor and, and, and things like that. But... When I was reading the first reading today, where Abraham goes on and on and on, I don't know if you noticed that, he went on and he went on and he went on. I found it funny the fifth time I read through it. But it's almost as if God is willing to go through the wicked so that he can find the just. He's willing to save an entire city full of wicked people just for ten just ones. And that also brought to my mind the parable that Christ tells us of the weeds and the wheat, right? Where an evil man comes and sows weeds into this guy's wheat field. And they ask the master, should we go and pull the weeds? And the master says, no, because you might damage the roots on the wheat. We need to let them grow up. We'll do this at harvest time. We'll separate them. And then yesterday morning, so Saturday morning, the reading was actually that reading from the Gospel of Matthew, a further reminder that perhaps this is one of the things God wants us to take away this weekend, that sometimes we have to go through the wicked so that we can get to the just. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us? Right now, like in our state, we have this huge amendment we have to vote on soon, the value them both amendment, right? And it drives me nuts every time I drive to the church here because I see at least half a dozen vote no signs. Just kind of, ugh, every time I see one. Every once in a while I'm tempted to jump out of the car and deface those, right? <laughs> it's like, you, de you deserve it, <laughs> you did it to us. But that's a reminder to me, one, that I need to convert myself more, but two, we need to pray for people. That's our number one job as Christians, to pray for people, to offer sacrifice on their behalf, to be humble, to love, and to forgive. That's how we respond to these things. That's what we do when the wicked come and confront us. Sister is going to talk at the end of Mass about some of the church's missionary activity in Nigeria. And there's a lot of wickedness going on in that country too. I just read a story last week that priests were kidnapped. And if they're doing this to the priests, they're definitely doing it to the laity as well. Priests were kidnapped and shot because they couldn't keep up when they were ran across the country forcibly. And yet, when I meet seminarians from Africa when I was in seminary, they're the most joyful people. 
because they recognize the great gifts God has given them. They don't allow the wickedness to deter them from God. They pray for their enemies, and it's certainly harder for some of them than it is for us. But that is our Catholic Christian response, to love our enemy, to pray for them, to offer sacrifice, and to forgive them. The reason we do this is because at our baptism, we became a member of the family of God. And that is our family tradition. As a member of God's family, that's what we do. You know, we all, we grew up in our families and we learned this is how you do Thanksgiving. There will be green bean casserole and Father Matt's mom is the one who will cook it or there will be hell to pay, right? <laughs> Things like that. Little traditions like that. But as members of God's family, we have traditions too. It's lifting up all those people around us who need our prayers. And every time we receive the Eucharist, we renew that family bond where we're joined to every brother and sister in Christ who's been baptized. And we renew that covenant by receiving the Eucharist. And it helps us remember just a little bit more how much I need to pray for the people around me and everything I need to do to lift up God's church. We are called to imitate Jesus Christ, to turn the other cheek, and to suffer through the wicked sometimes to get to the just. Let's never be afraid, and let's never shrink from that duty that we've been called to. Let's never be afraid to exemplify those behaviors, the ones that God has shown us will get us to heaven. And let us always strive to be like our Father in heaven, who just today told us he is the one who gives good gifts. Let's strive to give those gifts as well.